Welcome to Run With Purpose. This is episode number 57. And for those of you that are new to the show, my name is Flores, and I'm so very glad that you found this podcast. Would love if you would subscribe. And as always, you can reach out to me on all the socials at flores.run. Uh, hope everyone is having a great week. I hope you had a great weekend uh, or whatever you're listening to this. Maybe you had a great whatever time period it was. Uh, if you're listening to this when it came out, I hope you had a great weekend. Today's Tuesday. Hopefully the week is going well for you. Um, if you guys have been listening the last few episodes, we've had some pretty, pretty awesome interviews the last few episodes, starting with the Hunt Moxie guys at the beginning of the year and then following up with some amazing ladies um, from across the country just doing some really cool things. Uh, it's glad to have them on the show. And yeah, we're going to have them on the show. Uh, some of those folks back on again. In a few months, didn't want to overbear them. Like, hey, you guys are just going to listen to these single people, but just some really good talks and they could have gone so much longer. So we were like, hey, we need to get these people back on. So that's definitely going to happen. But if you haven't heard those episodes, definitely go back and listen to them. Um, I think you'll get something from them. There's a lot of good little nuggets in each and every episode. Um, But yeah, it's been a little while since I've done a solo episode. Obviously, with my word being available this year, I wanted to not schedule everything and just have episodes like this where I kind of just talk about what I talk about. You know, you guys know how this works. I just ran rave, I guess, really is what it is. No, I just talk about what's recently going on and some uh, things that came from it. And this week is is really no different. I mean, I just got back from Louisiana for state number 39. Uh, I did the Q50 Trail Extravaganza Ultra, which funny enough, while I was writing my notes, I realized my 39th state was a 39 miler. I'm like, that's pretty cool. And no, state 40 will not be a 40 miler. It's just not going to work that way. 39 was enough miles. But the uh, the race itself gave me an idea for this topic, I think it was close to close to the end of the race, maybe just a couple miles out. And this topic came into my mind. I go, I know exactly what I'm talking about on the podcast. And I told Kayla that like within five minutes of me finishing, I was like, I know exactly what this episode's going to be called. And you guys have seen it because, you know, you clicked on it and the, the title was there, but topic being, uh, you know, we'll get into that. It'll, it'll come up, it'll come up naturally. Maybe. I don't know. Um, but yeah, per, per usual, I'm not going to go into the, the race details themselves. You can check out the blog in a few weeks um, for that. I'm, I'm writing that this week. I already started working on it, so that'll be done sooner than later. But you can kind of get all of the race details from that. So I'm not going to go through the race details. But um, basically, Kayla had sent me this race uh, a while back when we were trying to find races that were still going to be happening with everything going on. You know, what's not being canceled? What can I actually do? Which usually means small races and that sort of thing. So we're like, hey, how can I make make training work and a race work? So she showed me this race and it was a 13 mile loop. And because 26 miles is not a marathon um, and it would only class as a 26 miler, I had to sign up for the 39 miler. And I say had to, I could have just found another race, but this race looks super cool, supported great causes, um, a mission center down in, uh, in a mission in New Orleans. So uh, yeah. So I was like, well, let's just do it. Let's make it happen. So sign up for the 39 miler. And I looked at the finishing times from previous years and started to kind of get, get in my head as a little bit of a, a little cockiness, maybe, maybe a little arrogance mixed in there as well. I was like, you know, the, I was like, how tough could a trail run be in Louisiana? Cause I'm pretty sure Louisiana is flat. And I looked in the winter had done it, I think it was last year, maybe two years ago, the winner done it like seven and a half hours. And I'm like, I'm doing the math. I'm like, I might have a chance to win this. 
So then I start getting that in my head. I'm like, I can possibly win this. I talked to him, my buddy Chad and buddy Josh, like kind of talking about the, the my race plan and what I was thinking about doing and what would happen is like, hey, maybe maybe do I try to race this? Like, is that an op? Like, is that a thing? Do I try to like race it? And maybe win it because of this? Like, could I do it? Yada yada yada. And needless to say, I was overconfident. Hence the title of the episode. I had a good month of training in January. Um, but coming off of my surgery at the end of last year and then just little, little to no running for a little while in November and December, it was just kind of, it was very light months and I had no business talking about possibly trying to win a race. My first race back in a while, I think I had a race in October, um, in Utah. Yeah. And it was, that was a good race, but you know, I hadn't really run hard since then. That was my longest run since, since the race the race was my longest run since this to this race. And I just didn't have any business trying to talk about like possibly winning a race. So <clears throat> race comes and it got me. It definitely, I definitely got put in my place. And <clears throat> it was one of those things where, like I said, I told Kay- Kayla when I finished about like the, I'm going to do a race on, or I'm going to do a podcast episode on being overconfident. And it's because I just wasn't, I didn't, I wasn't ready for it it definitely beat me down. And I just kind of had this cockiness arrogance about like, Oh, I can get this done. This is a piece of cake. Like I've done a ton of races before. What makes this one any different? And I think there's a difference between having, having confidence in like what you're doing, you know, you know, understanding like, Hey, I can do this and kind of just pushing yourself to that limit. But sometimes you don't need to like do the extra talking you know, you have to put in the work if you're going to do the extra talking because you don't want to do talk up this big game and then all of a sudden fall flat on your face, literally, maybe and figuratively, um, and then not come through with what you said. And, and I really didn't put in the work. Uh, I didn't have a single long run over 18 miles and I was going to be planning to run a race that was double that. Like, what, what was I thinking? And just because of having, just because I had one really good month of training, I think I just got lazy in thinking that this race would be pretty simple to um, to run, and that it wouldn't be that challenging. Um, knowing it was a trail race, I knew it was going to hurt a little bit, and 39 miles, I knew it was a long way. But again, I think I was just overconfident in what I was able to do, and just assuming that I had enough base that this would have just been a cakewalk to get done, and. Like I said, I talked to a few friends about the times and stuff like that, but, and so it wasn't like a big thing where I made this big declaration that I was going to win this race or I was going to do these things. But how many times, like we put this to like a life standpoint, do we kind of run our mouth for lack of a better terms? And then we can't back it up. You know, we say we're going to do all these things. We, we kind of not even like say you're going to do something as in like a goal aspect, but like you're kind of just being cocky about it of like, I've got this in the bag. This is going to be a piece of cake. And you're kind of thinking ahead before you actually put the steps in, like thinking about the finish line before you take the first step kind of thing. It can be a little difficult to, to, you know, get there. And I was writing down some notes and it's like, what you really need to do is you need to, to humble yourself in these situations. You need to put in the work and then keep your mouth shut <laughs> is really how I ended up like wording is because it's, you have to kind of take a step back and realize what your abilities are. It doesn't mean you can't train to get better or get stronger or get faster, whatever the case might be, but you need to understand where you're currently at. You need to understand your starting point and, and live there, you know, put in the work to get the goal you want to do. And then I say, you know, keep your mouth shut because why do we feel the need to like boast about situations like this? 
like to kind of talk big about these things or talk up the situation to like make ourselves feel better, I guess, to like put us on a pedestal. So other people can be like, wow, look at all the things they did. And, you know, kind of that admiration or whatever. And and I want to make a specific point that this is different than sharing your, like your goals and your dreams. I think sharing your goals, and I've talked about this multiple times, I think sharing them is super important because it holds you accountable of the things you want to do. So you basically like, hey, I want to do this and people are going to hold you accountable when you're not training, when you're not doing the things to get to that point. Good good family and friends will keep you accountable to reaching those goals. And I think that's a positive thing, but it can easily turn into uh, this is no problem. And when you kind of get into that arrogance, cocky attitude or overconfident, you better be able to back it up. You know, I, I, the example I was typing because the Super Bowl was yesterday um, was, you know, if Joe Namath didn't pull out the Super Bowl victory in three after he guaranteed that the Jets would win, where would, how would he look now? Yes, he was a good quarterback. I mean, as far as I know, I don't know much about historical football things. I'm a real bad Jets fan. Um, I don't even really watch football anymore. But, you know, how would that have looked? It would have wrecked his confidence. It would have wrecked how people perceived him and what standing would have done. And we do this all the time, just in our everyday lives is talk things up and then, then not back it up. So then back to the race, the trails, it was, it was a rolling course, um, not crazy rolling, but enough that my legs felt it and it rained a good bit of time. So it was a little muddy and stuff like that, but it really came down to my body. Wasn't able to, wasn't ready to run that distance. I was looking back and the last time I had run anything over 50 K was my 100K back in 2018. So really almost like two and a half years since I've run any distance anywhere near that. I don't even, I meant to look up if I even did a 50K in that time frame. I might have done one. But even then, it's, I didn't put at all the amount of work and I should have done this. And, and, and I didn't respect the course. You know, I, was, I assumed Louisiana flat and, you know, I just didn't pay attention to... Um, to or not necessarily pay attention because I didn't have a course map or anything like that, but I didn't kind of respect the distance itself and understand like, Hey, this is going to be tough. You know, you're gonna have to put the work in to get there. I just basically assumed that it was going to happen. And, and really what happens is this poor planning, you know, it causes poor execution. It's, you know, I didn't, I didn't plan properly, whether it's training or gear or that sort of thing. I didn't plan properly, which then caused me to have issues during the race. Now I'm not wanting to make this an entire like negative episode because um, there's there's some positive things you can kind of uh, get from it. You know, I was able to overcome any uh, any issues that I had mentally or physically, and, and you'll get to the finish line and push through the race. But I, I try to look to to see what positives I can take from this this experience of being overconfident, arrogant, cocky, however we want to say it. And there's definitely quite a few learning lessons in my opinion the first thing is uh, i wrote was to to respect the task to you know there's no guarantee in anything that we do and i you know specifically with my races i've done a lot of races but there's no guarantee that the next one's going to go anything like the previous races i still have to put in the work and and under and respect what's what's at play here how far is this um, what work do I need to put in to do it and understanding what the situation is. And then the second thing I wrote was putting in the work. You actually have to do it. So the res- respecting the task is probably more of the planning and understanding the big picture of it. And then you have to put in the work to get there, know where you need to get. Uh, the next thing I wrote was to be humble, um, regardless of the outcome. You know, if I would have blown it out of the water, 
I'd like to think I would have been humble about it, but would I have just said, yep, told you so, knew I was going to nail it and I did it. I hope not. You know, there's, there's no way of knowing now because that didn't happen. <laughs> um, but I'd hope I have a little more, I'm a little more, I'm more humble than, than that kind of boast, boasting, but maybe not. Kayla had brought it to me recently of, of how much I share and, and talk about things that I do with other people that may or may not ask it. They may ask a question and it kind of leads into something and then I kind of go off on it. And I'm trying to be more cognizant of that because I don't want to feel, I don't want to be put on a pedestal of good or bad. You know, people are like, oh, well, Jonathan keeps talking about this. You know, he's going to talk about it kind of thing. Um, even though I'm doing it on a podcast that you're listening to right now, but that's different. You're choosing this, I guess. Um, or maybe you're just hoping for a better interview and you're like, oh, maybe he'll get to a point. I probably won't. Um, but uh, shit, where is that? But yeah, regardless of the outcome, being humble in it. And then like one thing with the outcome as well, and this kind of goes with the humble part, but is owning the outcome. You know, I told Kayla when I, when I brought up this idea of overconfident, like what it meant to me was, is I could, I could complain about a handful of things that it could easily just be excuses for the race things leading up to the race, that sort of thing. I'll outline some of it in the blog, but I don't want it to come off as complaining. I don't want to come up as, as excuses because really what it comes down to is I was not prepared for the race. Regardless of some of the extra things that I couldn't control, the bigger issue is I wasn't prepared for the race. If I would have been prepared for this race, for the race, those other things wouldn't have mattered as much. So it's, it's so easy to kind of blame the excuses or find um, the circumstances that if, oh, if this would have gone that way, it would have been fine. You know, we don't want to play the victim card. We want to own the outcome, own what happened, learn from it, and then decide where you're going to go from there. And I think that's kind of the, the biggest part of all of this is after everything, you need to decide where you're going to go from here. Like I know where I'm personally going from here. After I rest for a couple of days, I'm going back on the road to put in the work, using the things I learned from the race to keep pushing forward. But where where do you see yourself when these things happen? When you're overconfident in a situation and it doesn't play out the way you expected it to, what do you do? You have to decide to take that next step forward because it, it, it's going to be human nature where it's like I could be sitting in my chair right now and I could just sit here for the next few weeks, let my body heal and just, you know, say, well, you know what, I'll, maybe next time, maybe we'll try to worry about it next time and not actually put in the work for the next time. But it's, you have to have that drive to take that step forward, to take that first step. You know, we, I always say one step at a time. That's how you run a marathon. You have to take that first step and deciding to take that first step is the first step. You have to, to make that, 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 um, that thought up in your head that, hey, I'm not going to stay still. I'm not going to be stagnant. I'm going to do something and I'm going to take that first step. Then you have to take that first step. So it's kind of like a cyclical thing, talking about respecting the task and then putting in the work. You decide that you're going to do this and then you actually have to do it. Just making the decision is nothing. You need the action after the decision as well. But that's exactly what I'm going to do. So when I say this is like owning your outcome, don't make the excuses, learn from whatever happened and move forward. You can always look back at what happened in the past and kind of um, use that to, to guide yourself forward, but you never want to kind of overwhelm yourself and just self-pity, if you will, in that moment. I was reading a book and I'm actually pulling it up now because I'm trying to think where it was, but the... Um, 
there's a book called Forward, and the, this, this line says, the past lends perspective for the future. But if you linger there too long, your recollections will obliterate your dreams and hinder you from going forward. You can't just rely on the past and just focus only on the past. You have to look forward and decide where you're going to go from there. So yeah, you know, confidence itself is not a bad thing. But when you put the cart in front of the horse, you're not going to get where you want to be. So keep that confidence in check. Don't be overconfident, overzealous, arrogant, cocky, whatever, however we want to call it. Be humble to yourself to make sure that you are putting in the work. And then again, when you do the thing, you don't need to tell everybody about the thing. I'm trying to be better about it. I really am. It's hard just with everything that I'm trying to do, growing the business and that sort of thing. It's hard not to, to do it because you're surrounded by it, but it's understanding. It's like, hey, I'm not going to lead with this. If somebody asks me a question, I'll answer it, but I shouldn't lead with it and make somebody feel less than because of me. That's a whole nother topic as well, but we can get into that um, at, a, at a different point in time, I guess. But yeah, that's the, uh, that's the episode today. Real, real quick, real quick and dirty, if you will. Um, you know, you, the solo episodes aren't very long as usual, but I want to just give you a little bit of insight, what's going on in my head and kind of what, what the thoughts I have, you know, I've got some big things planned this year. Um, and I'm excited to share them and hopefully you guys found some va- find some value from those things. Um, but yeah, you can reach out to me on all the socials everywhere at flores.run. Make sure to subscribe and leave a review of the podcast. If you enjoy the podcast, uh, a nice written review helps tremendously uh, on all the podcast platforms, but you can visit my website at www.flores.run. Um, blog posts, everything's up there. Uh, pages getting Utah edited and it's a little behind and then Louisiana will be shortly to follow. But yeah, thanks so much for joining me today. Remember to keep running with purpose one step at a time. See you guys next week.